Hello and welcome to another episode of Engineered Unicorns. My name is Sandy J and I'm your host and your book recommender. I'm an engineer and I like to read fun fantasy. And I also read naturally non-fiction books because I need to keep up to date with the happenings of the world. And so I will give you the best books, in my opinion, every month. And some book recommendations aside, and this time I even have a recommendation for a fantasy show. But first, I will tell you why I think July isn't actually that bad. At least not for me, as a month. Because the 2020 is quite underwhelming so far. But July is actually quite good. Even though I was one of the people who had their credit card data stolen, but more on that later. So the reason why July is actually good for me is, for one thing, currently we do have the Reading Rush, which is the yearly readathon, which is hosted by Ariel and Raylene. And it's quite fun to follow along every day. Though I didn't put up a TBR or something like this because I'm currently in a reading slump. Besides, whenever I say I want to read something special or certain books, I am sure to not do it <laughs> because of, I'm kind of a rebel and I don't like even to tell myself what to do. So no TBR from me. I just go mood reading whatever I like in that moment. And I'm currently really liking the book that I'm recommending to you in the fantasy department. But nevertheless, this is no the only thing that's good. It's not too hard for July, considering that Karlsruhe tends to be really sweltering hot in the summer. And we have a heat island in this city. I don't like it when it's over 30 degrees Celsius. And currently, while it's hot, it still does cool down in the evening hours. So I can sleep well, which is quite good. And we do have some rain, which is also good, because when it gets to dry, all the trees are dying and that's not good. So it's a good thing that at least in Karlsruhe it isn't that extremely hot. So reading-wise I already told you I'm a bit in a slump, so I only read or finished two books. However, I just downloaded two new books today. I downloaded the audiobooks because I wanted to read or listen to the second part in the series. But since I haven't read or listened to the first part in the series, which is highly enjoyable. I just bought both books by the audiobook provider, which I use. And the books are The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue and The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy. They are both written by Mackenzie Lee, who's a female author, in case you didn't know. The books have been released in 2017 and 2018. There has been another book recently. As a matter of fact, you can get The Gentleman's Guide at the American Library Cultural. And while we're at it, the American Library will have summer holidays, which they do every year. So it will be closed between 10th of August and 7th of September. So it will be closed for four weeks 
so you need to get there before they close down to get this book. Anyway, you can get the paperback version of the Gentleman's Guide to Wise and Virtue at the American Library. And I got the audiobook and the audiobook is quite fun, I have to say. The voice actor is making the different voices. It's funny and the book in itself, the writing is quite good. I didn't get into it when I just got it from the library and I had to read the normal copy. But I find that I quite like the audiobook. And the other thing is, I initially had planned to read A Natural History of Dragons by Mary Brennan via audiobook this month, but somehow I more felt like The Gentleman's Guide and The Lady's Guide to listen to. So far, I don't feel bad about this decision. I quite like them. That's definitely a pro of this month. Another good thing is that I got my June box, my fairy loot box. Hi there, it's Friday the 10th of July and I'm sitting here because I've got my new fairy loot box. It's the June box and I just got it delivered. Before I do the unboxing, I want to give you a heads up on certain issues. The reason why I ordered fairy loot instead of oil crate or whatever that is out there is that fairy loot is a box that's sent from the UK so it's a UK based company and currently they are part of the customs union of the European customs union they will drop out by the end of the year probably I had originally thought I would cancel my subscription after three months but since I'm finding it interesting to look into what happens with UK dropping out of the customs union, I decided to let my subscription roll over at least until next year to see what actually happens with all this. And so far they are still late because of Corona, but they will get probably back to their normal timing with this month, with July 2020. However, there's another issue with fairy loot at the moment, one that isn't very nice, but that's only based on their customers and uh, not the whole UK issue. And that somebody has compromised their payment website as it looks because there were fraudulent charges for a lot of fairy loot customers during the last weeks. I had fraudulent charges on my credit card, which is the way to pay for fairy loot last week. And I didn't think at that moment that it was due to fairy loot because my payment was in May. Luckily, I caught the fraudulent charges because my card provider sent me a 10 and I knew right then and there that I didn't had authorized this buying. So I called my card provider and got my card cancelled. Unfortunately, this card provider left through another charge, which was also fraudulent. And so I went to my bank and they told me to press charges against unknown. So I did. Because I didn't think it was very lewd, I put in my new credit card information. And right after I did it, I found the Instagram post that 
they were having problems with their payment site or that there were a lot of people complaining because they had fraudulent charges and that this was discussed in their Facebook group. And as I'm not using Facebook, I didn't see it. And this is one thing that what I am not okay with in case of Fairylute, that they didn't communicate this on their website. They only communicated it via their Facebook and via Instagram that something is amiss. And naturally, in the comments, a lot of people were really, really mad about this, that they did still do their special sale for some kind of new books and that a lot of people all over the world had fraudulent charges. Some of them were saying that they would cancel their subscription. A lot of the others didn't say this, but were really disappointed because of the information that Fairy Loot gave out. And I have to say, I'm not happy about this either, because I wrote Fairy Loot last week that I had to change my credit card because I had the fraudulent charges. I didn't say it was their fault or something. I didn't know where my credit card information was compromised, but they didn't warn me at all that something was amiss and they could have done so in that case. I mean, I've been really careful with my card information, with how I treat my card. Always follow these statements. Buying stuff on the internet have done so for 17 years. And until this, I never had anything amiss. From what I've seen in the comments, everyone who's a reader reads their banking statements. Everyone is careful with their credit cards. And I will watch my credit card like a hawk now and uh, really go through any charges. And if anything is wrong, I will uh, complain about it and hopefully get everything back. And since I already pressed charges with the police, I should be safe and get my money back. So that's definitely something I'm not happy about, but what can I do? I mean, no page in the internet is really safe. And I was told so by the police too. They told me the credit card is still relatively safe. During Corona, the fraudulent practices have increased. So this is definitely not a problem just with fairy loot. And they are looking into it. So they took security measures. However, at this moment, it's Friday the 10th, they haven't found what's wrong on their side. I certainly won't call off my subscription because this would put the blame on Fairy Loot, even though they didn't communicate as good as they could have. However, they are a small team. I mean, this is obviously a new situation for them too. So they do make mistakes. They said they are sorry and they are looking into it and taking it seriously because this is damaging for them in any case because it's a trust issue. They are like seven or ten people in, in the company and I think that's a small business and I can't blame them for being hacked when they are trying to do everything to make it safe. As I said, the issues with the communication notwithstanding. However, I think they are communicating better than certain big companies, as you can see, with the whole wire card 
issue in Germany where you have just you can check it out there's a big payment provider which tried to do fraudulent stuff too so nothing is really 100% secure so I always have this in the back of my mind and I always check back in case of my banking state oh yeah by the way they do have a twitter account but they don't push any information out on their twitter account so the fastest infos the fastest reactions and stuff like this you get via their instagram account which is why they usually have a lot of questions in the comments and they are fast to answer them so with fairy loot the best way to contact them is instagram or facebook and thirdly it's email just so you know let's get to the june box i don't remember which book was in it and just remember that's going to be two books one was released in june and one will be released next year that's all i know at this point new box it's heightwise the same it's just black box and their puzzle service was just as annoying as the last time i got the tracking on july 3rd then nothing happened then on july 7th it said it was in the national sorting hub and yesterday i got the information that today they would deliver at least this time they found my doorbell which they didn't find last time so i had to go to my neighbor anyway very good box june let's see as last time there's the a5 spoiler card the theme is a different kind of magic. They have the violet squiggles inside. Oh, they've got socks. They've got sneaker socks this time. It's blue and red. Sneaker socks is always good. They're polyester and spandex, so um, maybe, so maybe not the best socks for the summer. We are supposed to have 28 degrees Celsius. And we've got something packed in the plastic which i'm not happy about why use plastics it's a box elemental coaster set so the box is nice it's black and white so it's a coaster set for oh oh the the, the coaster set is really nice and it's a cork in the base and then there's four coasters in different colors so let's see so the socks are the bone season let's see bone season socks you can never have too many socks. This is definitely true. I go through socks quite a bit. We had to pay tribute to the Bone Season by Samantha Shannon with these gorgeous Bone Season socks designed by Team Fairylude. Then they have the Elemental Coaster set. Here at Fairylude, we are massive fans of Avatar The Last Airbender and their amazing Elemental Magic system. In celebration of it, we are presenting you a set of four elemental coasters designed by the lovely Ed Noberenthaler. So I think you will find those on Instagram too. I quite like them. I mean, coasters are always good. However, I think they should have gone without the plastic wrapping of the box. So then we have a small package out of brown paper. Ah, it's a pin. I like the fact that they didn't put the pin in plastics, which is something other boxes do, which I really hate. There's a lot of plastic packaging in other boxes. Anyway, the pin is love is an excellent motivator to kill. <laughs> oh, that's nice. 
The Shadows Between Us inspired Animal Pin. We loved working with Jazz Hawk and to create this amazing shadow pin featuring a quote from The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller, which we featured in our February box earlier this year. And I quite like the small packaging. So that's, what's it called? A letter, paper. There's another bigger one. Oh, it's an iron-on patch of the size. Dollar C. I never use some patches like this and it's a, a B. Because in the Dollar C by Erin Morgenstern, which I haven't read yet, but which I have a ebook version of, they are, there are keys which are very important and bees. And obviously this is a gold and white and black iron on patch for your, I don't know, jeans or your bag or something like that. So there's a paper envelope. This was what I wanted to say. It's paper envelopes for the pin and the patch. I'm not sure what to do with them. I have to say, I'm certainly not using them. Then we have the two tarot cards. The fun fact is the tarot cards are the right ones, but the description on the spoiler card is wrong. So the tarot cards are Ace of Swords and Two of Swords. It's a guy and a woman. And I don't have any clue what they are from because the spoiler card information on them is wrong. Then we have something what I quite like. It's always time for tea. Alice in Wonderland, a tea stainer, which is a good thing because I was running low on them. Oh, it's so cute. It's a little kettle. It's a little tea kettle and you can hold it. So put your tea, your loose leaf tea in and then you have a tea kettle to put into tea mug. <laughs> That's so cute. And it has a small sign on it where it says, drink me. I, I like this. So far, this is my favorite thing. This is, this is even better than the coasters because I'm an avid tea drinker. Naturally not in the seat. Oh, I like it. This is definitely useful. Tea things are always good. And it even comes with a small plate. So to put it on it when you take it out of your tea so you put it beside it oh i like this so we come already to the books oh i've seen this mentioned somewhere the book is called the gilded ones by namina forna it's a beautiful arc it's an advanced readers copy and it's green and gold and the girl on the front cover is black so the gilded ones i'm thinking the author is also black. The tagline of the Gilded Ones is Outcasts by Blood, Warriors by Choice. Are we girls or are we demons? Are we going to die or are we going to survive? Deca lives in fear of the blood ceremony that will determine whether she can become a member of her village. If she bleeds red, she will belong. But on the day of the ceremony, her blood runs gold, the color of impurity of a demon. Interesting. I never would have thought that gold is, is a bad thing. I mean, gold, blood, weird. The consequences forced Deka to leave her village with a mysterious woman destined to join an army of girls like her, the Alakai. Girls who are near immortals with rare gifts and the only ones able to stop the empire's greatest threat. But as she journeys to the capital to train for the battle of her life, 
Deka discovers the great walled city holds many surprises. Nothing and no one quite are what they seem. Not even Deka herself. Oh, that's a quite interesting map. And it has sprayed edges. Lamina Fauna. It doesn't say anything about her. So let me check my phone. Lamina Fauna. She's definitely a black author. She has an MFA in film and TV production from the UCS School of Cinematic Arts and a BA from Spelman College. She now works as a screenwriter in LA and loves telling stories of fierce female leads. The Gilded Ones is her debut novel. And as it looks, this is a first in a free title series. And the series is called Deathless. So I'm excited to read this. And then we have the hardcover book. It comes again in a black pouch. I used the pouch of the May box already to give to friends. And also the, the spoon I gave away from the May box. So it does again come with the fairy loot mark with the usual illustration that's also on the spoiler card comes with an art print which is sturdier paper than the last one which i think is good the other one was a bit too flimsy in my opinion and if you have beautiful art prints they should be on a little bit heavier paper fairy scoop naturally with the information and uh, the next box will be called Resilient Orioles and the book is Glory and Lee's Forest of Souls. This is excellent because I wanted to read this. I saw this book on booktube I think or bookstagram and I was smitten and I actually this week I was really pondering to get it. Ooh, The book in itself is it doesn't have sprayed edges. The arc does have sprayed edges. But the naked book is quite fun. It's uh, black and it has gold foiling on it. But unfortunately with uh, horrible spider. I don't like spiders. But anyway. And the artwork inside in the dust jacket is also quite good. I really like this. And Laurie Emily. She's a unicorn aficionado. So... Perfect for engineered unicorns. Mm, she lives in Wisconsin and naturally she's, as the name suggests, she's of East Asian heritage. So, Forest of Souls, let me see. I have no family, no home, no talent other than fighting. If I'm not to be the shadow, then I'm nothing. I'm tired of being nothing. After years of training to become the Queen's next royal spy, Sersha Ashwin's plans are derailed when shamans attack and kill her best friend, Sango. And then Sersha somehow restores Sango to life. Unveiled as the first soul guide in living memory, Sersha is summoned to the domain of the Spider King. Ah, so that's the reason for this horrible spider. <laughs> for centuries he has used his influence over the Deadwood an ancient forest possessed by souls to enforce peace between the kingdoms. Now, with the trees growing wild and untamed, only a soul guide can restrain them. As war looms, Sersha must master her newly awakened abilities before the trees shatter the brittle peace of Orbor's claim Sango, the friend she would die for. 
So it's also a series from what I know. And I'm looking forward to it. It's also signed. It's really nice. Oh, it's really nice. They have illustrations down at the bottom of the pages and at the start of the chapters. A forest skyline, you could say, is there. So I quite like this box. It's two books I was interested in. I can always use socks and coasters. And from the other stuff, the tea kettle is definitely my favorite one of the additional things in this box. Anyway, this is it. Always read your credit card statements. So now that you heard about Fairy Loot and the whole credit card issue, let me give you an update. So I had already said that it was probably Fairy Loot and they finally found out how the credit cards were compromised and it was that way that they were hacked and there was a pretty sophisticated hack and they had two security firms looking into it and they needed over a week to find the compromised data how this all happened and how they could make the websites secure and very loot recommended to everyone who just had changed their credit card data on their site in a certain time frame. They said on their website between April 1st this year and 8th of July this year, if you've done anything with your credit card data on their page, if you checked out something, if you bought a special edition or something like this, you should change your credit card, you should cancel your credit card because there could have been the e-skimming happening. So I had to replace my credit card. <laughs> Already I talked to the police and the police also said, you never have 100% secure stuff. It can always happen. And as a matter of fact, I read a story on a news site and I will link it in the show notes that German credit card data was stolen in a bigger scheme just recently and a certain bank had to replace 600 MasterCards. As I've said at the moment, I won't cancel my subscription because it was fairy loot that was scammed. They did have reasonably secure systems and they did try their best. And while I think they could have done even better communicating it, I think they handled it still with enough professionalism and it would be unfair in my opinion to blame the victim of this thing. And they are a small company, so even them, they need to learn how to deal with stuff like that. So. It's all a learning process for us as a customer, as well as for Fairy Loot or other companies. It's always a learning process and there is no 100% security. If there are humans, there's always something happening. So I will stay subscribed at least until further notice and then we'll see how it goes on. I've got, again, two books to recommend to you this month. One fantasy and one non-fiction. The fantasy book is Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. It was released in 1986, so it's quite old. And you might know the anime movie by Hayao Miyazaki, which is also called Howl's Moving Castle. 
And I found out after I've watched the movie, quite late I found out that there was a book before that. And interestingly, the book is quite a bit different than the movie. Yes, you still have the castle that moves around. Yes, you still have Sophie. Yes, you still have Howell. You still have the Witch of the Waste. That's still happening. There's still a war on. But you don't have three sisters in the movie. You just have one other sister. And there are other differences too. As a matter of fact, the book is much more fantastic than the movie. But I'm not going to tell you exactly what is so different because that would spoil the fun of you finding out what it is. Now, the book is not available at the American Library or at any of the public libraries in Karlsruhe. However, since it's so old, you might find second-hand editions somewhere or you just get a relatively cheap ebook version. Or you just request it from the American Library or the Youth Library because it's quite, quite good. And the movie is definitely available on Netflix should you want to watch it. The book is very cozy. It does incorporate certain fairy tale tropes. It does incorporate quite some humor. So I want to read to you the start of this book. The first few sentences, I think they bring out the whole feeling of the book very well. So, chapter one, in which Sophie talks to heads. In the land of Ingory, where such things as seven league boots and cloaks of invisibility really exist, it is quite a misfortune to be born the eldest of three. Everyone knows you are the one who will fail first and worst if the three of you set out to seek your fortunes. Sophie Hatter was the eldest of three sisters. She was not even the child of a poor woodcutter, which might have given her some chance of success. Her parents were well to do and kept a lady's head shop in the prosperous town of market shipping. True, her own mother died when Sophie was two years old and her sister Letty was one year old. And their father married his youngest shop assistant, a pretty blonde girl called Fanny. Fanny shortly gave birth to the third sister, Martha. This ought to have made Sophie and Letty into ugly sisters. But in fact, all three girls grew up pretty indeed, though Letty was the one everyone said was most beautiful. Fanny treated all girls with the same kindness and did not favor Martha in the least. So it gives you quite good the pacing and how this whole story is constructed. So it's funny because it does interwave certain fairy tale motives. It does make fun of them and turn them on their heads. And those female main characters are resourceful. They do have their own mind. So I quite like Sophie. I like her a bit more than I do at the movie because she does have her idiosyncrasies. So in this book, to me at least, she looks like a real person. So it's not a flat character, which you have often when you have fairy tale retellings. So I do quite like this book and I highly recommend it. Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. The non-fiction book, however, is The Future is Asian by Parakana, 
and was released in 2019. And you can get the book in German at the public library in the city in Karlsruhe. And the book is starting out with history of Asia. And this is quite interesting because if you're European or even American, you don't really learn about the history of Asia. You learn the history of your own country in general. So Asia is not mentioned that much. You know that the cultures of China and India are quite old compared to European cultures and German culture. However, you don't know how the people moved around, what kind of states and countries existed over the last 2000 years or so, except for China and India and so on. So he goes through that history, but it's a bit flat, that part. I had the problem that I would have needed Google Maps open all the time because he stated. And then this king went with his military to that river and overthrew the neighboring country by that monarch and so on. I was completely confused. I mean, you've heard probably about the Ming dynasty in China, but do you know when exactly it existed? Do you know the reigning monarchs of it? Did you know that? I didn't. And the funny thing is, some names of monarchs I already knew, but I knew them because I'm watching K-dramas or Chinese dramas, and they talked about certain kings there. And to read that there were really those kings and that they did have huge armies back then and that they overthrew whatever other kingdom was around at that time was still quite confusing to me because I didn't know a lot of those places. I didn't know a lot of those kings or whole states. So in that regard, it's also interesting, but that chapter, it's betray. That's just one part, it just gives you background info. And he mainly talks about how the current situation is shaped. Because he's Asian and he's one of those people who moved around quite a lot in his life because he's an economist. At the moment when he wrote that book, The Future is Asian, he was at the National University in Singapore and teaching there, researching there. And before he was somewhere at the United States. So he knows both kind of cultures, the Western culture and the Eastern culture. So he has a special point of view and the view is not this simplistic view of West good, East bad and East is just China. There's a whole lot more to it and I think Europe would do good to look at Asia in a more informed way and look at it not just as a polar opposite. There's more to Asia than just China and South Korea and Japan and India. There's a whole lot more in regions, there's a whole lot more on languages, on cultures and you should take them as their own cultures and as people and citizens their own ideas. It's a difficult and difficult interconnected web of interests over there. 
So this book brings a bit of light into it. Because he's Asian, he has a different point of view of it. And not everything is looking bleak. He and Asia and all those different citizens and states have their own reasons to act how they do. Parakana is making, from my point of view, a very good point that we should learn to accept the fact that Asia is definitely not homogenous, that it's much more than just China, that they all have their own culture and they do have reasons to behave the way they do. I mean, if you look at Japan, when you look at Corona, there are certain countries which are highly populated, which got way better through the coronavirus situation than did some European states. When you have a, such a highly populated place, Parakana makes the point that you need certain systems in place to make the space mutually attractive and that everyone has the necessities to live there. And I think certain states in Asia are doing quite a good job. The interesting thing is that I'm reading now a book by Bruno Macias, who is a Portuguese writer and a strategist. And he was the ambassador to Europe by Portugal. And he has quite a different view on the Belt and Road Initiative from what I've read so far. However, he also makes the point that we should more look into this whole thing as one supercontinent that has more connections. Asia is literally just around the corner. I mean, you can already travel by train from one end of the Europe to the other end of Asia. So that's possible. So I definitely highly recommend Parakana's book, which is The Future is Asian. And you can get it in the German version at the city library. And the third thing that I want to recommend to you is a Netflix show, which is called Mystic Pop-Up Bar. And it's a K-drama. And it's really, really fun. It's, it's a fantasy comedy. And it does have some somber undertones too. And it's, yeah, it's a pop-up bar where you can drink. And the woman who runs it, she is trying to get the grudges of her customers to get the grudges solved for them in the dreams of those people who come to her. And it's really fun. It has quite a lot of fantasy components. So I quite like it and it's highly recommended. So my three recommendations to you are Hell's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones, Parakana, The Future is Asian, and last but not least, Mystic Pop-Up Bar on Netflix. There are book releases in August. And I already told you, Gail Carriger releases another book, which is called The Enforcer Enigma, which is a shapeshifter romance and a gay shapeshifter romance at that. So that's G.L. Carriger, The Enforcer Enigma, which will be out on August 1st. Yes, on a Saturday. 
I already pre-ordered my copy when she talked about it in her newsletter and she pulled the release date forward. It was initially scheduled for November, but because of the whole coronavirus situations, she said we need some fun stuff to read, so I release it early. And I was very happy about it. Another book that comes out in that month is Star Daughter by Shweta Thakrar. And this is a fantasy book. Then on 18th of August, the book that comes out is Dating Makes Perfect. And it's by Pintip Dunn. And she is an author who is American, but with Thai heritage. I'm looking forward to this book because it's about family dynamics and stuff like this. And I pre-ordered it too. And last but not least, Christina Forrest releases Now That I Found You on 25th of August. And Christina Forrest is a black author. So that's the promised hint for black offer releases in this month. I hope you will enjoy your August. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful August. I hope that this year gets better for us all. Stay healthy, stay safe. This is it for Engineered Unicorns. Music was as always by Evan Schmidt. See you soon.